We are in the series called Connected, My Life in the Church. The title of today's message is, Are Our Words and Deeds Building Blocks or Wrecking Balls? The scripture, as all of the scripture from this series, comes from the letter to Ephesus, Ephesians, and today we will be in chapter 4. And we're going to read verses 17 through 32. Ephesians chapter 4, 17 through 32. Are our words and deeds building blocks or wrecking balls? If you are physically able, I ask if you would stand with me as we read God's Word with reverence and honor. Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greed, to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give opportunity to the devil." Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God." by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word today. Thank you and you may be seated. What if I handed each one of you today a tube of toothpaste and a plate, and before I handed it to you, I squeezed a great amount of that toothpaste out on the plate, and then asked you, before we leave today, could you put all that toothpaste back in that tube? Be nearly impossible to do. Toothpaste, once squeezed out, cannot be put back in the tube. And, you know, that's like our words and our deeds. Once they are squeezed out of our mouth and out of our actions, they, they can't be put back. 
they're out. You can clean the plate up. In other words, you can ask forgiveness of your words and deeds. You can work to uh, restore relationship with God and with others, but you can't take back words. You can't take back deeds. They're forever out. Paul gives a negative action and then a positive action, teaching us that words and actions that come out of our mouths and lives can be used for either good, for building up, or they can be used to tear people and the church down. And as Christians in the community of the church, and even outside the church in the world, we are to use our words and actions to be building blocks for people and for the name of Christ, for the glory of the kingdom, and not wrecking balls. Let's pray. God, we have read your word this morning. It has come into our ears and our minds, and now, Lord, would you implant it deep within our hearts. And forever change us, Lord, through this message today. These are your words, Lord, and I am simply just a messenger, and I pray for your help, for your aid, and the unction of the Holy Spirit to help me deliver a message, your message, to your people today that will be for your glory and the strengthening of your people. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. If you turn your attention to verses 25 through 32, you see the negative word or action, and then it is followed with a positive. Just for instance, let each one of you speak the truth to his neighbors, for we are one of another. Be angry and do not sin. And on we go. We see this list, if you will, and it's easy to maybe look at this list and consider this just a list of do's and don'ts for a good life. But while it is a list of improper and proper behaviors within the church, there's something deeper here, and it explains why. Why we believe these to be behaviors that can either be right or wrong why these behaviors are building blocks or wrecking balls, why these these actions and words can describe our motives and our heart. The reason behind it is, is because we believe something. And all of these are listed in the Scriptures that I just shared with you. See, we, we believe that words can be used to build up or tear down, and actions can be used to build up or tear down to glorify Christ or to give opportunity to the devil. We're saying something about ourselves as the church, that we believe some things, and that's why we consider some of these actions to be wrong and others to be right. We are saying that we believe that we are God's children by adoption through the work and person of Christ at the cross of Calvary in the empty tomb. That is found in the text. We're saying that we believe that we have a relationship with God 
through the Holy Spirit, as it is mentioned. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. We're saying we believe that we were sealed with the Holy Spirit until that glorious day that we meet Jesus Christ and we are made completely new and totally redeemed in our walk with Him. We're saying we believe that. We're saying we believe in the church. In verse 25 it says, For we are members of one another, part of the body of Christ. We believe that we are God's children. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the church. We believe in the Holy Spirit. But also, it shares with us some other things that we believe. And that is that we believe in sin. That there is right and wrong. That truth isn't always just relevant to the culture surrounding you. That there is a holy law written and given unto us. We believe that there is sin and that our actions either build up or they tear down. They either proclaim boldly and gladly the name of Jesus Christ or they keep people away from the church and from Jesus Christ. We're saying we believe these things and there's something else also in this text that we find today. It also says that we believe in in Satan. That he is a real being. He's not just a philosophical thought, but he is a fallen angel. Very crafty. Uh, Like a lion, he is seeking whom he may devour. And we're not to give him opportunities or open doors into our lives and into the doors of the church through our actions and words. We're saying we believe in these things. We believe that he can destroy our life, our joy, our fellowship within the body of Christ. And we must put on the new person, as it says. Paul is saying that because, listen to me, because you belong to Christ, because you belong to each other, and because we believe that Satan is always looking for opportunities to destroy our lives, the local church, we must then put on the new person and the new life that Christ saved us to live and not to grieve the Holy Spirit to which we've been given to live and dwell in our souls until that great day. This is how we live in the church in our new identity together as the body of Christ. When you work out in the the yard, whether it's cutting the grass or planting flowers or pulling up shrubs, whatever it might be, and you get dirty and your clothes get dirty and you get grass all over your clothes or or mud, or dirt, and and you go into the house, you not only take those dirty clothes off, but you clean up at some point. And then you, you don't even stop there, hopefully. But you put on fresh clothes, right? Clean clothes. It's the same with our Christian life. It's the same with our life as we are told in this Scripture to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life it's corrupt through deceitful desires you put it off but you also put on 
the new life that Jesus Christ has given you by His grace and through His love. This is the work of Christ in the believer. We are ever taking off the old clothes and the Holy Spirit is working in our lives and helping us put on the new clothes that we were saved to wear. We replace the negative. And I want to say that uh, if you just want to take away the negatives, but you don't replace them with something, eventually that gives room for the negative to come back, doesn't it? You have to replace it with the positive, with the good words and deeds, with the help of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, we replace sinful habits with righteous ones, with the help of Christ. He gives us a list here. This is, I think, Paul, this isn't an exhaustive list, but he's giving us examples of how we dwell in the community of the church and with the watching world around us. In verse 25, therefore, having put away falsehood. In other words, he's saying, you receive the truth of Jesus Christ. So he said, then because of that, let each one of you speak the truth with your neighbor. To be honest with them. And not to tear them down, but to build them up. Why? Because we're members of one another. We're family. And we owe each other the truth. And we need not speak lies to one another. We're to deal with anger in a proper manner. And I want to tell you, I've, again, I've grown up in the church... And this is one that I have I see misused all the time, and I've been guilty of it myself. Yes, there are things that bother us. Yes, there is a righteous anger with injustice and pains and hurts in this world. There are things that disturb us. We, but we are to be angry, but not sin in that anger. We're not to let the sun go down on our anger. In other words, we need to go to that brother or sister and work through the problem quickly before it not only disrupts our spiritual well-being, but also the well-being of the whole church. Because when we don't, we're giving an opportunity to the devil to come in and destroy our fellowship destroy our relationships with one another. Most people, when someone hurts their feelings or they get mad, what do they do? They just go to the next church. And they think, you know what, I'm being the bigger person. No, you're not. You're not dealing with your anger rightly and properly with your brother and sister. And we're not showing the outside world anything different than what they do they get mad they leave so when we do the same we set no example to how god can work in and through our lives to work through problems with the help of the holy spirit we carry that baggage on and then when we leave the next without dealing with problems properly with our brother and sister we carry that baggage and before you know we go on for years and we're just holding all this heavy baggage that we've not dealt with. And we give the devil an opportunity into our life and into the church. We work and give, he says here. Verses 20, 20 or 28. 
Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands. Why? So that he may have something to share with anyone in need. This is the life of the church member. This is the life of the church community. We work and we give, and we give with a joyful spirit and heart. And next we see that we use words to build up the body of Christ in verse 29 and 30. It says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Now, beloved, I want you to understand something. This is talking about much more than what uh, some consider curse words and others don't. Much more than that. And, and I've known some Christians, and probably if I go back, I've been guilty of it too. Say, oh boy, they just have such a trashy mouth. But yet, that person might go on to gossip and run down their brother or sister in Christ, run down their pastor, run down their deacons, run down their church. Beloved, I want to tell you, that's what Paul's talking about here. He's not talking about just what we consider a dirty word. He's talking about malicious gossip. Both of my children uh, in basketball and even with football are people that we've heard the term the whistle blow, and the referee or umpire say foul a lot. Beloved, there's a lot of fouls that go on in the church with our words. A lot of fouls go on in the church with our deeds. And a foul is more than just cursing. It, it, it's so much more than that. But I think Paul is speaking here about gossip and slander of others. That's a foul. And it's wrong. And it grieves the Holy Spirit when we use our words to tear down instead to build up. And, and let me even mow a little shorter. Everybody look at me. That goes for social media too. A lot of Christians foul on social media. And you might say, well, that's my right to freedom of speech. It might be your right and you might be free, but it doesn't give you the right to tear down other people in a, an aggressive or passive-aggressive nature on social media. I'm grieved each week as I scroll through Facebook and see Christians in one comment blessing the Lord and then the next running down people that don't agree with them. And I just want you to know that's not becoming... And it's not beautiful. And it, it's kind of like, and I want to say this, and please receive this with love, it's kind of like the person that has a thousand bumper stickers on their car. I've never had my life changed by those cars that have a thousand bumper stickers sharing with me their thoughts on everything. Has anybody else ever been changed by a bumper sticker? It's the same way with many posts on Facebook. You're revealing your anger. And the Bible says a fool vents all of his wrath. That's not a place for a Christian 
to vent all your wrath and your anger with other people. It's easy sometimes to type the words and hit send when we're behind a little screen. Please, beloved, that is a great place and a great tool where you can either build up or tear down. Please ponder and think. And I think that's a good place to use the golden rule as well. Would you want others to do that about you or your organization or your business or your family as you might be doing to others? We use our words to build up the body of Christ and not foul. Lastly, we are to be kind and forgiving. Being kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. How and why? Because God through Christ forgave us while we were still yet sinners. This is how we are to deal with each other as Christians in the community of the church. Putting on the new self and taking off the old with the help of the Spirit. You see, beloved, we don't just need a remodeled life, but we need a new one. I saw a survey um, a while back, and let me rephrase that. I heard a survey on a Christian podcast and then couldn't go back and find where the survey was, but they polled so many people and asked why they attended church. The first reason was because of their kids, but I want to tell you, Uh, I've raised my kids to be in church, but I need church just as much, if not more, than my kids. But the second reason was to help them be a better person. Well, everybody wants to be a better person. But we're not called to be better people. We're called to be saved people through Jesus Christ. And we don't come to church, or we should not, just to be a better person but we come because we're a changed person through the grace and love of Jesus Christ. And that's a great difference. That's a great difference. And so this Scripture, especially in verse 17 through 24, is teaching us not just to clean up our act and become better people, but it is teaching us that because, because, you are Christians by grace and through faith, and because the Holy Spirit abides in you, because you belong to one another in the community of the church, because you've been given a new life and a new standing in the records of heaven, because of all that, we have a new life to live. And we put on the new self. It doesn't mean that we just try harder to be a good person, but it means this, we live better and different from the world because we are a new creation since Christ has come into our hearts through faith. So therefore we see that this is not just a list of do's and don'ts to be a better person, but this is a life of putting on the new self once Christ has come into our hearts because we've received the truth of Jesus Christ 
as the Savior. And the only way for redemption and forgiveness because we've been given the Holy Spirit and we don't want to grieve Him, because we're adopted children of God through Jesus Christ, because we believe that our words and deeds can either be building blocks or wrecking balls, because we believe in the destruction that sin plays upon our lives and in our fellowship, because we believe that we can give an opportunity, an open door, an open window for Satan to come in and destroy the joy and the peace and the worship and the fellowship, because of that, we put on the new self and we speak truth to one another. We deal with anger in a proper manner. We work and we give lovingly. We use our words to build up the body of Christ and not tear down. We are kind and we forgive one another as Christ has forgiven us. It's a statement of faith. And here we are connected to the church through word and deed. We are connected in Christ. We're connected in growth. We are also connected in our words and deeds. It's been said before, I'm not sharing any new thought, but we all know that little rhyme that we said when we were in elementary school, many of us, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never what? That's the biggest lie ever, isn't it? Because words do hurt. And words do help. It's just according to how we use them. It's the same with our deeds. May we glorify God. Christian, I want to ask you, as I've had to ask myself and repent of some sins this week, are you speaking and acting in a way that is building the church up? In the list that Paul gives, does your life, does our life, since we're connected together, reflect the negative actions or the positive? Honestly. You have to be honest with yourself. And the truth is we all need to repent and surrender more of our speech and actions to the Lord. Amen? We all do. You see, we cannot give the devil an easy opportunity to wreak havoc in and through our fellowship and in our lives. Are there things that you need to ask forgiveness of today? Well, beloved, recognize it, repent, and ask Christ to forgive you, and He is faithful to do so. And what a glorious thought. And to others that you might be here today and you might be thinking, you know, I'm, I'm here just to be a better person. Are you really trying to be a better person, but what you really need is to be a new creation? A new creation in Christ Jesus. And that comes by surrendering your life to Him. Calling out to Jesus Christ. I'm tired of just trying to be better and failing time and time again. Jesus, I'm filled with guilt and failure. Would you come into my heart? Would you cast my sins into the sea of forgetfulness 
because of your blood that flowed from Calvary's tree. Would you give me new life as you live today and were resurrected on the third day? Would you call out to him and be made new today in your soul? Would you do that today? Today, before we leave this place, let's all meditate upon the thought that we are allowing Christ to use us, our words and deeds, to be building blocks and not wrecking balls. May God give us grace this morning. Heavenly Father, take the seeds of your word, Lord, that have been spread this morning, and would you produce beautiful growth from them, that our lives would produce precious fruit of the Holy Spirit for others to see and taste upon. Convict as only you can with the Holy Spirit this morning. Save as only you can this morning. Forgive as only you can this morning. Draw us, Lord. And help us, Lord, to continue to put on the new self as only you can this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.